You know, I'm 18 now. I'm going to college. I don't have any interest in doing this anymore. I'm done. Eventually, I ended up in a graduate program. And in the spring of 2019, an opportunity presented itself to compete for a local competition that would go to Miss Virginia. And so I was like, hey, you know what? I'm about to be too old to do this. I used to compete when I was a teen. The organization had changed to focus a lot on professional development and social impact rather than what women look like. And I was like, these are all really good things. Why don't I just give this a shot? And so I signed up for this local competition and I won. And then eight weeks later, I won Miss Virginia. And six months later, I won Miss America. So Miss America's primary job is to advance her own social initiative. And that's part of the reason I'm coming to Tampa, because I talk about medication safety, substance use disorders. Oh, wow. Welcome to a new edition of The Roman Gabriel Show. My guest is the 2020 Miss America, Camille Schreier. This impressive young lady is currently studying to be a doctor of pharmacy at Virginia Commonwealth University and passionately advocates for drug safety, abuse prevention, and STEM education. Not surprisingly, she's the first Miss America to perform a science demonstration as her talent. During Super Bowl 55, I caught up with Camille and we talked about her incredible, inspiring story. Enjoy this conversation with Miss America, Camille Schreier. And remember, for everything sports and entertainment and all the inside content and media, go to our official website at romangabrielshow.com. That's romangabrielshow.com. Or anywhere you get your podcasts. Everybody, this is Roman Gabriel, host of the Roman Gabriel Show. You know, our mission is much larger than providing you an entertaining podcast. Our country faces an ongoing crisis of underage youth battling alcohol and drug addiction and a rising suicide rate. This problem impacts all of us and our families. Our nonprofit, the Sold Out Youth Foundation, has been my passion since 2003, impacting hundreds of thousands of middle and high school students, challenging them to an alcohol and drug-free life while providing a life-changing, interactive online education platform, teaching students valuable life skills and success principles, equipping them to pursue their passion and dreams. I need your help. Our program is successful because of people just like you who financially support our movement. Please give safely and easily today by going to our website at soldouttv.com. That's soldouttv.com. And click on the red Donate button. Or right now on your cell phone, Text sold out 20 to 484848. That's sold out 20 to 484848. All donations are 100% tax deductible. And believe me, any amount will help. Your generous gift can help one more child stay on the right path to health, wellness, and success. Thank you, and be sold out. Welcome to the Roman Gabriel Show, romangabrielshow.com. Uh, Roman Gabriel show on all of your podcast outlets. And, uh, you know, one of the great things uh, about Radio Row and about uh, pro football and the whole Super Bowl experience is having the opportunity to interview people from the world of sports and entertainment and all walks of life. And um, we've got Miss America 2019. Camille Schreier is with us. 
And uh, Camille, first of all, always love Miss America and Miss Universe and that whole thing and interviewing and uh, finding out your stories. Uh, so it's great to have you on the Roman Gabriel Show. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. No, no problem. I'm looking, I'm looking back there. At, at the, one of the cool things about uh, doing this whole thing uh, virtual is, is I'm seeing a lot of trophies. And is that up on the top of the shelf behind you back there? What do we got? Yeah, that's actually funny. That's um, all of my competition trophies from when I was a young person, a, uh, a teenager. And I, I'm actually in my childhood home this week, which is not usually where I'm based. I'm usually in Richmond, Virginia. Um, but I'm outside of Philadelphia right now. And uh, yeah, that's, that's a lot of what I've done as a young person. And that uh, what led me to becoming Miss America. Okay, so I always ask this. When did you uh, come, come to the realization that you said, you know, I want to be Miss America? When, when, when did that happen in your life? Okay, so it's actually funny, despite the fact that I have all of these trophies behind me. Um, I had done some pageants as a teenager to gain some public speaking skills, interviewing skills, and just some general confidence. And then I was like, you know, I'm 18 now, I'm going to college, I don't have any interest in doing this anymore, I'm done. And I said I would never do it again. And eventually I ended up in a graduate program and in the spring of 2019, an opportunity presented itself to compete for a local competition that would go to Miss Virginia. And so I was like, hey, you know what? I'm about to be too old to do this. I used to compete when I was a teen. Um, the organization had changed to focus a lot on professional development and social impact rather than what women look like. And I was like, these are all really good things. Why don't I just give this a shot? And so I signed up for this local competition and it, it was two weeks away from when I signed up. And I drove myself down, like assuming I was going to lose and I won. And then eight weeks later, I won Miss Virginia. And six months later, I won Miss America. So I never really had a thought of, I want to be Miss America. It was kind of an opportunity that presented and I was ready to try that just to see if I could. Um, and I quite honestly never thought that I would be successful. But I think that that's what's given me a really positive outlook, especially during a year where things didn't end up as expected. Yeah, I was going to say that. Um, so what, uh, what were the expectations of going in and what are, what are the results now of, 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 you know, just the experience of being Miss America? So Miss America's primary job is to advance her own social initiative. And that's part of the reason I'm coming to Tampa, because I talk about medication safety, uh, substance use disorders, oh, wow. preventing that. And so that was what I hoped to do the entire year. And if, typically, Miss America does that by traveling 20,000 miles a month, getting on planes every other day and changing cities and doing keynote speeches and all those things. But of course, you know, I got to do that until March. But when COVID started, I became the virtual Miss America, which is really the first time yeah. in the organization's 100-year history that that ever happened. So I then was trying to make an impact from my home. And uh, in addition to all of the substance use disorder work that I do, I also do STEM education for kids. So I was doing a lot of science demonstrations on my computer for students across the country virtually. It's actually been interesting because, you know, Miss America is usually doing things in person and there's only a limited audience that you can have in person. Right. Social media gives you an opportunity to then reach more people, but Having the opportunity for me to, to kind of virtually tune in to all of these different events across the country gave me an equal, if not greater platform, I think, in some ways to make a difference. 
And when I think about something like the opioid epidemic in our country, that worsened this year because of COVID. Oh, yeah, definitely. So what, there, this is not any of, there couldn't be a better year for me to you're talk right, about. You're right, for it to do, for what you're doing. Yeah, Camille so, Schreier's with us, uh, Miss America, and you and I have a lot in common because yeah. we have a foundation that helps, uh, goes into schools uh, uh, for drug and alcohol abstinence for junior high and high school students. Um, so, you know, and then I work with a gentleman who does the STEM program where, we, where we're going to combine those those two things. So, um, you know, I've been involved speaking to students for 25 years and it's always awesome that I think that's so cool that that's your, uh, what you're doing and what you're focused on. So I got a feeling there's a personal story behind why this is what you've chosen. So tell me a little bit about why you would choose opioids and choose this, uh, this subject to be, uh, you know, you're right on the forefront for you. Yeah. It's probably not a story that you would expect. And I feel like I'm one of the few people in this country that doesn't have a family member or relative that was touched with substance use Mm -hmm. disorder. Now, I grew up with a mom that's a nurse, and I'm now a doctor of pharmacy student. So I approach this issue as someone who could either potentially work for a pharmaceutical company that produces these medications, or actually being that pharmacist who could hand that substance over the counter to a patient. And as I've gone through my science and pharmacy education, I've started to understand the risks associated with some of these types of medications that have addiction potential, but also the, the gross misunderstanding that our society has on addiction and substance use disorders and not fully understanding the biological, biochemical, brain changes that happen when people face these issues and to help educate the public that these are chronic illnesses instead of moral failings. Uh And that's something I'm really passionate about. So my pharmacy background and my, you know, my lifestyle growing, growing up around someone in medicine has made me want to talk about these issues. And it's part of my love of science. And I want people to realize that this is a science based issue. uh, And there's, there's things that we can do about it. Um, and that it doesn't make anyone any less of a human if they have struggled with something like addiction. Okay, so we're with Camille Schreier, Miss America. I'm going to take advantage of you for a second here. Um, You know, we do a program that's a virtual program that's an online interactive program where we interview uh, entertainers, sports figures, people who are drug and alcohol abstinent, people who speak truth into our kids' lives about success. And you certainly are living that success with what you're doing with your education becoming Miss America, what you're doing with your issue of, uh, of opioid and substance abuse. So many of our kids are going through a struggle right now with being socially uh, isolated through COVID. I talk to so many students who are confused, depressed, upset. Um, many of them, they're too young to understand what's really going on, especially, you know, my grandkids who are grade, grade school kids, uh, 10 and 11-year-olds, 7-year-olds. Um, what would you tell students um, Camille, about handling this COVID epidemic and about what they can do to stay mentally and emotionally stable? It's really difficult right now, I think, to find that balance, especially, you know, if you're a parent or a grandparent of a student going through this. I don't envy anyone who's dealing with education and COVID right now together. I think that the biggest thing is to find outlets where you can get social interaction in a way that's healthy 
And I say that because I don't necessarily think that social media is always the right way to do that. Um, but whether or not it's finding socially distanced ways to interact with friends. Um, I know that I have people in my local community who have started kind of homeschooling pods where mm -hmm. a certain group of kids are able to get together and do their online and virtual schooling together in a controlled environment. Those are great things. And for parents to be able to safely bring kids together um, with masks or whatever following that protocol would be in your community. But social interaction is something that's incredibly important, and we need to remember to give our young people that social interaction. Um, Zoom is a great tool, too. I've been able to connect with family and friends uh, with Zoom just to prevent that viral spread. Um, but I'm looking forward to being able to get our society back on a way that we can interact in person because, quite frankly, there's nothing that really replaces that in-person right. interaction. We have, we have a fitness, health, and wellness program online where we have celebrities and people like yourself and athletes that uh, give tips uh, and actually do exercise programs for our kids because they're not having PE, they're not able to play sports, many of them. And um, I just want you to tell young people, why is it so critical for kids to have regular exercise right now with what's going on? Yeah, and... I love to take this from a scientific perspective too, because quite literally exercise can directly impact your mental health because of the chemicals that are released in your brain when you exercise. And that's something that when your doctor talks to you about, are you getting regular exercise? It's more than just heart health and body health and preventing obesity. It's also for mental health. And so for kids to be able to take that time to get exercise to keep their bodies healthy, but also their minds, which is especially important right now. I think going back to what we were just talking about before, it's a, a better time than ever to focus on that. And so what a great program to be able to, to do that with. Um, one of the other things that I hear so much from students right now is, is that um, just the pressure that's on students today with social networking. Um, yeah. We try to talk to them about being responsible, that it's a very positive tool if you have control over it, um, but, it but you, I know, know the mental thing that's behind what these big tech companies and what these large advertisers do in terms of how they intentionally hook students on social network. Can you talk a little bit about that, Camille? Yeah, and... I have to say I never really paid a lot of attention to social networking until I became Miss America because it became almost instantly part of my job as this public figure. There's a lot of, I mean, we could talk about AI going into the way that yeah. these algorithms build to, to tie us in to continuing to scroll because social networks goal is to get you to stay on the app as long as possible. And they intentionally use your like information against you to keep you on. Um, I always talk to students about how they should assume that every image that they see on social media is altered in some way, especially when we think about things like self-esteem and body image. That's something that we need to be extremely aware of on social mm -hmm. media. It's dangerous in other ways because of you know, we think about bullying in the like 90s sense of bullying, like getting thrown up against a locker right. and whatever, bullying. get your lunch money. But like the idea of, of internet and online bullying is a real thing. And it's something that I've actually experienced this year as Miss America in terms of a lot of social media harassment that happens 
in your house, right? Like I, I, I bring this around with me, this phone, because I need it for work. And then I use apps for work like Instagram and people who don't like me can just go on and say mean things to me. And I try to block them and they can create new accounts to say the thing to me again, which is difficult to handle really in every sense, because all of us as humans seek to please other people, right? We don't like people to not like us. That's, that's a normal human reaction. And it's difficult to turn that off because you can't just, you know, go home from school that day. And then that person that irritates you isn't there. That person can always be there. Um, So it's very dangerous. I think in terms of young people who don't have the confidence or knowledge of how to deal with those issues, And so I I think it's important that we educate our students and our young people in the country to be able to use social media responsibly. And if we're a parent, to supervise our student on social media. My parents did that uh, probably up to the time I went to college. Uh, And I think that that's a responsible thing to do to protect your child from potentially internet predators or even other students that are harassing them without even you knowing. Hey, this is Nick Ruffini from Revoice Media, and I'm the executive producer of The Roman Gabriel Show. We got involved with this show because we realized that Roman has a passion for educating the next generation, and we need your help. We need you to be a donor and go to soldouttv.com and donate, whether it's one time or an ongoing basis. Please help us educate the next generation by becoming a donor. Go to soldouttv.com and click donate. And remember... You can help us at the Sold Out Youth Foundation by donating. Text Sold Out 20 to 484848. That's Sold Out 20 to 484848. And help us help your students to stay drug and alcohol free. Camille Schreier's with us, Miss America on the Roman Gabriel Show. Go to romangabrielshow.com. And Camille, one of the things that um, we have students. Uh, talk about is the confidence to be able to pursue their dreams and goals. And uh, yeah. a lot of times students really struggle with what you just said in the first part of our conversation, which I think is so critical to what you want to do in life is being flexible and mm-hmm. not closing yourself off to what could be a potential opportunity that at the time you don't see as an opportunity, but you said it earlier, yeah. you know, I was, I've been there, done that with the beauty contest thing. I'm done with that. Uh, and yeah. it ended up that, you stuck with it and all these great things happened to you in your life that wouldn't have happened if you weren't open-minded. So when a student were, if I were to ask you to talk to students about why it's so important to pursue your dreams and goals and be open to new opportunities and don't be afraid to fail, um, yeah. sometimes the failure thing is what will ultimately get you to where you're supposed to go. <laughs> it's funny because that's my life in every way, exactly what you're talking about that students are afraid of failure and don't want to take risks and are very linear. That was me as a high school senior. Um, I ended up going to a college that I felt kind of pressured into going to because it was the best school I got into. And I got there and it was like the worst experience I've ever had. And I was afraid to leave because I thought it was going to look like I couldn't make it. I couldn't make the cut. I was going to look like I was weaker than the other students when in reality I needed to get out of that situation to finally flourish in Mm -hmm. the place that was the right one for me. Um, I was always focused on doing things right and being successful, which I think is part of the mentality that helped me be successful long-term, but I was afraid to have any bumps in the road because I thought that they were going to show weakness in me. And that wasn't true. They were learning opportunities. Um, 
And also I'm a person that kind of digs my heels in and I'm like, you know what? I'm a little stubborn sometimes. But when I think of this entire Miss America experience, even just when we look at like what we thought, what Miss America always was, right? It was always that beauty pageant. Mm -hmm. It was always swimsuit and all of these different things. And that wasn't something that resonated with me, right? I was just like, nope, not really interested. I don't like the focus on the body image that much because I'm someone that has dealt with body image issues. And which, which by the way, a lot of girls have. Exactly. And so the organization completely changed in 2018, right before I decided to compete. And they changed the judging criteria. They changed the focus. There was no longer swimsuit. And I allowed myself to then be open to that opportunity because it also provided scholarship money. So like $50,000 if you win Miss America. Um, And if I hadn't been open to changing my perspective and view on that, I wouldn't have had the confidence to then jump in and take advantage of that competition. I also assumed that I was going to lose (laughs) the first one I did, um, and I didn't. But even if I did, I still would have learned a lot from it. Um, The one other thing that I think is really important is that I'm very focused on my education, and I was terrified to take time off from school Mm -hmm. to do this. I had to take two years off of my graduate education to serve as Miss Virginia and then Miss America which in my very academic focused brain was like, oh no, I can't take time off from school. I, I'm, not, I'm a very focused right. student. Like this is taking my energy away. But in reality, now I've had the opportunity to basically get two years of really great work experience and uh, gain a lot of professional development and, and networking skills and actually a really great network that's going to help me succeed long-term. So sometimes when opportunities present themselves in front of us and like kind of drop in our lap, we have to really consider them because sometimes that can be something that really changes your life. And I'm, I'm grateful I had the wherewithal to take that risk and do it. <laughs> so real quick. Um, so if, the, if it would have remained what um, Miss America was, do you still think you would have gone through with it? No. Um, and that was something that was an interesting part of my journey because so I am someone that had recovered from an eating disorder in my life and it wouldn't have been, physically smart or emotionally smart for me to put myself on national TV in a swimsuit. I wear a swimsuit to the beach. I have no issue with that. I just don't want to be judged on my body because that's not healthy for me. And I also, from a moral perspective, I think women are judged enough on their bodies and I want to be judged on my mind. So, so you are almost like the um, new age Miss America. I mean, because, uh, because your mind the criteria has changed. It's put much more emphasis on your, your social uh, agenda, your mental capabilities, your, you know, college education, um, the results that come for, for you in terms of job opportunity. Um, so it sounds like to me that this was a really positive change that will get many more uh, young women like yourself to do it. I hope so. And quite honestly, I'm not new in terms of a Miss America. We've had so many Miss Americas that are focused on education and their initiatives, but oftentimes because all the public sees on that one time a year telecast is superficial, that we lose that connection to what's deeper in those women and what their achievements are. And so I'm really grateful that all women who are going to compete in the organization have the opportunity to really speak and tell their story and explain why they're the, per- the person to do the job because it's really a job. 
you know, I tell students all the time, you know, the class that changed my life in college was public speaking. Mm -hmm. um, because I, I was very comfortable on a football field or a basketball court or in my comfort zone. But if I had to get in front of a large group of people and speak that I didn't know, I was, you know, paranoid. I mean, it was really, you know, fearful for me to do that. So when I did that, it kind of opened up a, a whole new world, gave me great confidence. And what I'm thinking is, is, you know, a lot of these kids today, they, they put so much stock in social networking at the behest of face-to-face -face conversation. Like if you go to a football game in a middle school or high school today, you'll see four girls sitting together at halftime doing this, and they're sitting right next to each other. So for you, this has to be an incredible opportunity uh, yeah. because you are practicing what we hope that all young people can do, but in the current society we're in, you, you, they have to be forced to do it, right? It's, isn't that sad? And, you know, I, unfortunately, in some ways, am the opposite because I forget to take pictures. Like, I forget to do, like, the social piece, which is important in terms of, you know, getting my content out to the world when I'm doing really cool things and projects. But there has to be a balance there. It's okay to be connected with other people and share your work and do that kind of stuff and have fun with social media. But it's not okay to replace in-person interaction with that. And like we were going back to kind of, you know, those students that are doing things virtually and not having in-person social interaction. Which isn't good. It's not good. And honestly, even without COVID, we were still struggling with that because students are having those times where they're all together and they're on their phone. Right. And so it's something that we need to work on. Um, and I think that, you know, it, it, parents have to deal with it in a way that they feel like is, is appropriate for them and their family. But I think minimizing screen time for a lot of students is just so beneficial. I mean, I, I say I'm not old, but like I grew up a lot before social media really became a thing. Social media was coming into popularity as I was going through high school. It was not really that big of a deal. And it probably became more of a big deal when I went to college. But younger students who are in, you know, middle four school. years old on. Yeah. I go to middle schools uh, to have conversations about drug and alcohol safety. And the students have TikTok, they have Instagram, they have smartphones at that point, And that wasn't something I experienced. So it's a, it's a whole different world uh, than what I grew up in as well. So are you from Virginia? I'm not I actually grew up outside of Philadelphia and I moved to Virginia for college and I've been there for six years. Okay, where in Virginia are you? Richmond, Virginia. Okay, so I'm not too far from you. We're in the Outer Banks of North Carolina, okay. uh, which Southern Shores, Kitty Hawk, yeah, uh, which is not too far from the border of Virginia. Not far uh, at all. So uh, I'm I'm going to throw something out to you. I you know I would love to have you come down to the Outer Banks sometime and come into a, some schools with me uh, and speak to these students because I, you know, uh, I found through our program that as a guy. I can speak to young ladies, but it's not the same as a young lady speaking to young ladies. You know what I mean? Yep. We'll have to team up. I think that it's a great way to allow a different kind of um, audience to connect with the content because it's no matter how those students consume um, these messages, I think that it's important that they do. And so let's team up. We can get it done. Camille Schreier, Miss America 2019. And before we let you go, tell me about, you know, you're studying uh, to be a pharmacist. Are you studying to be? I am. So I'm one year into a four-year doctoral program. Uh, I have three more years to go, but I'll be a PharmD. Uh, and that's really part of why I'm so passionate about um, substance use disorders and recovery. And that's really part of my connection to the Super Bowl as well, because I'm going to be there for a sober tailgate for people. When is that? Sunday? Summer. 
It is on Sunday. It's from 3 to 6 p.m. We'll be in Plant City, Florida. Um, and it's allowing people who have either chosen substance-free lifestyles because they want to, or maybe they're living that lifestyle because they need to, because they're a person in long-term recovery. We think of Super Bowl and we think tailgating, we think alcohol. That's kind of an event that's always focused on alcohol uh, in many ways, um, along with food, which I'm excited about. But to allow people to have a space where they can not have to worry about the presence of substances. That's something that is great. It's family friendly. It's fun. It can be great whether or not you're an adult, whether or not you're a person that drinks or doesn't drink, you can choose to have a lot of fun there. Um, and that all goes back to my connection with my, my doctoral program in pharmacy. And so uh, I think that it's important that we're aware of substances. That's really just kind of my whole message is protecting yourself around substances and being aware of the risks of them. Okay, so to my audience, the Roman Gabriel Show audience listening, um, if you're fortunate enough to meet Camille Schreier, you're not going to think of her as a 2019 Miss America. You're going to get to talk to this young, very bright young lady uh, when she's giving out your drugs for your cold or your flu or whatever you need. Uh, but I'm, I'm really excited uh, for you and for your future and that you chose to go through with. Uh, Miss America, because you're going to benefit a whole lot of generational kids that desperately need your message. And uh, I'm very proud to have had you on the Roman Gabriel show Um, for everybody who wants to hook up with you uh, on social networking or where do they go to find you, to follow you, to see what you're doing, where do you go? Absolutely. On all social networks, like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, I am at Camille Schreier, my first and last name. And then if you want to connect with me further, send me an email, bring me to your event as a guest, you can go to www.camilleschreier.com. And that's a great Spell your last name for everybody because Camille, we're good with. (laughs) Yes, I'll spell the whole thing. It's www.camilleschreier.com. Camille Schreier right here on the Roma Gabriel show. Have a great time, Super Bowl Sunday. And uh, we really appreciate um, not just Miss America, but um, all that you're going to do and what you're doing for young people today. We so appreciate your message and uh, good luck with everything going forward, Camille. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much. I appreciate you having me on and have a great Super Bowl week. Thanks for coming on the Roma Gabriel show. Thanks so much for listening to the Roman Gabriel Show. If you enjoy the podcast, please leave a rating and review on iTunes and be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. And remember, you can help us at the Sold Out Youth Foundation by donating. Text SOLD OUT20 to 484848. That's SOLD OUT20 to 484848 and help us help your students to stay drug and alcohol free. The Roman Gabriel Show is produced in partnership with Revoice Media. Executive producers Roman Gabriel and Nick Ruffini, audio editing by Justin Thomas, and graphic design by Catherine Wade. For more music, entertainment, and sports podcasts, check out revoicemedia.com. Listen to the Roman Gabriel Show Show at RomanGabrielShow.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.